Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today we're talking with nurse practitioner Brooke Green of Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center. Brooke, what services do you offer at Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center? We provide multiple services, which include type 1 and type 2 in gestational diabetes education, as well as thyroid conditions with hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, and assessment and treatment of thyroid nodules, as well as hypoglycemia, hyperinsulinemia, metabolic syndrome. Today we're going to be talking about hypoglycemia. Tell our listeners, what exactly is hypoglycemia? Hypoglycemia is another word for low blood glucose. So I'm sure everyone is familiar with heard that term, sugar. low blood glucose. Low blood glucose levels or hypoglycemia, that can occur when the level of glucose drops below usually 70, 70 milligrams per deciliter. Now, if someone is accustomed to having really high blood glucose readings, Bobby, let's say that their numbers are typically on the average in the 300s and 400s. If they were to drop down to, let's say, 100, that may be low for them. So it is individualized, but typically less than 70 is considered a low glucose or hypoglycemia. uh, A patient will know, even without testing their sugar, usually if it gets low. Most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. Not every time. Not every time, and and I'll explain the reason for that. But the typical symptoms would be shakiness, sweating, um, hunger. It's your body's way of letting you know you need to get something in your system immediately, right away. Confusion at times. But typically most people will have those signs and symptoms of hypoglycemia of low blood glucose levels but unfortunately we do have some people that have hypoglycemia unawareness they do not have the symptoms of low blood sugar and this is usually caused by neuropathy autonomic neuropathy which affects could affect the whole body system so uh, individuals with hypoglycemia unawareness uh, they're more susceptible of having severe low blood sugar reactions severe hypoglycemia and it affects your brain. It does. It affects your brain. It does. Uh, I have had this happen. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that it does to me, in addition to the hunger, you were talking about mm-hmm. the hunger. I'm just mm-hmm. absolutely famished. Yes. But one of the things that it does to me is that I'm not able to speak in a full sentence. Right. I can get one or two words out mm-hmm. and sometimes I can put them together, but I'm I'm not able to speak a full sentence. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. And it's so aggravating because I know what I want to say, but I can't but get, can't it, get out. it out. Yes. That's right. And so I assume that affects my brain. Yes, and it does. The glucose levels with being so low, you're not getting that good glucose circulation as you should, so it does affect your brain. Now, how common is this low blood glucose level? Low glucose levels can occur really uh, with anyone, particularly if you are going a long period of time without eating. Um, That's going to make you more susceptible of experiencing hypoglycemia, as well as, uh, now I promote physical activity, so I'm not saying no physical activity, but if you're more active, oftentimes that can lead to low blood sugars, particularly if you're on insulin or diabetes, specific diabetes, oral medications. I understand. Mm-hmm. So if you if you take your insulin the way that you're supposed to mm-hmm. and you're not used to mm-hmm. maybe doing mm-hmm. a, a lot of uh, activity and mm-hmm. you get into activity, right. then 
then it'll go down. Right. And that's when at that point you really need to make sure you're monitoring your glucose more often, usually before activity, during activity, and afterwards too, because it can have exercise. It is great. It can have a prolonged effect as well several hours later. So you want to pay attention to that. Focusing maybe on eating a healthy carb protein snack uh, before exercise and what would can that help be? What's a healthy snack? A good snack would be, for instance, maybe some uh, peanut butter with uh, half an apple. The apple uh, with the peeling is going to give you some uh, good fiber, give you a good fiber source. The peanut butter would give you a good protein source. I got you. So that would be an ideal snack. Are certain people more likely to develop low blood glucose levels? Mm -hmm. Usually people that are on insulin or on certain diabetes oral medications can uh, be more prone to having hypoglycemia. If you take your insulin and you skip a meal you're, you're going to be more prone to having low blood sugars with um, maybe taking too much insulin. It may be that you have too much insulin or your oral diabetes medications need to be adjusted. So if you're having persistent hypoglycemia, it's important to communicate this with your provider so they can adjust your medications. Now, I know myself, along with other di- diabetics, they'll take their shot mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're on insulin. Mm-hmm. They'll take their shot before their meal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of know, you kind of figure out what you're going to be eating mm-hmm, and then you right. take a shot. So uh, you take your shot, but then something happens and you don't get to that meal. Right, exactly. You know? uh, yes. And at my job, I, I work at a radio station. Mm-hmm. So at my job, uh, I'll take my shot at my desk and then something will come across my desk that I have to do. Right. And it might be a long time before yes. I eat. And that's when I really start yes, to notice Yes, that's right. And Bobby. I would think that's probably common with other people yes, too. Yes, we do see that. So uh, what I do tell people too is avoid dosing your fast acting or your mealtime insulin at home. Let's say for instance that you're uh, going out to eat. Uh, you want to make sure you dose your insulin when that food is in front of you at the restaurant. I have had some people dose at home and then it may take a little while before they actually get there to their destination. Maybe they're caught in traffic or maybe it's longer before the food's brought. Right. So you want to be really cautious about that. Uh, there's nothing worse than driving and right. having a hypoglycemic reaction. My mother was in an accident. Yes. Because the other person... Yes. That happened to them. So very important mm-hmm. information there about driving mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with that happening. Now, what about during the night? Are there symptoms that can be noticed mm-hmm. if someone's blood glucose level goes down while they're sleeping? Mm-hmm. If you've been um, waking up in the middle of the night, maybe sweating, uh, maybe you've been having nightmares, this headaches. This affect nightmares? It, it can. So if suddenly you're... Uh, you, um, find yourself awakening in the middle of the night, 2, 3 a.m., you're having nightmares, maybe you're in a sweat, please check your glucose. You, you may possibly ha- be having some low blood sugar reactions during that time. That is something I had never mm-hmm, heard of. Mm-hmm. I, I had no idea yes. of that. Now, what are some of the complications of low blood glucose? If you do not treat appropriately, and, and we'll talk about treatment in a moment, uh, it can lead to severe hypoglycemic reactions. And uh, severe often can lead to unconsciousness or even a coma, which is rare, but oh, it can my. lead to that. So it's very important to treat when you do have those symptoms. And if you do have hypoglycemia unawareness, you may need to monitor more often. People with hypoglycemia unawareness, we highly, highly recommend a continuous glucose monitor. 
Right, I understand. Mm-hmm. And whenever your blood sugar gets low, and I mean really low, mm-hmm. the lowest I've ever seen mine is 41. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm sure that you've seen much lower yes, than that. Yes, I have. In fact, the ADA, the American Diabetes Association, recommends, um, or it's not a recommendation, but an alert, I should say, uh, when your glucose level is less than 54, you're more susceptible of having a severe a reaction when that glucose level is less than 54. Well, I can tell you from personal experience, when mine got down to 41, it was serious. You really felt bad. Oh, it mm-hmm. was it was serious. Yes. And I had no idea mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that these things happened. Yes. And here I've had diabetes since the 90s, and I'll learn something every time you come and be on the show. <laughs> That's great, Bobby. I'll learn something new every day, every day. Well, let me ask you this. What causes low blood glucose in people with diabetes? What causes that? Mm-hmm. Could be several different reasons uh, for that. Usually uh, medication. It could be too much medication. It could be eating, uh, taking the medications and not eating timely. Those are really, really common. As far as treatment of uh, hypoglycemia, a good rule of thumb is 15 grams of carbohydrate. And we're going to talk about what is 15 grams of carbohydrate. Well, let's do that now. What mm-hmm. is 15 grams of carbohydrate? 15 grams of carbohydrate would be usually four ounces of juice. Could be orange juice, apple, apple juice, okay. grape juice. Now, if you do have kidney disease, uh, oftentimes people with kidney disease, they limit the amount of potassium. Uh, so orange juice may not be a good choice at that point. Uh, for them. So apple juice, grape juice, that would be a good option. Okay, okay. Um, half a can of regular soda uh, would be good. Not not the whole can, but half a can or one of those mini, <laughs> okay, <laughs> mini cans. Right. Well, I'm past that. I can't drink the regular anymore. Okay, it you just, just too it's too sweet. sweet. It's too oh, sweet. My goodness, yeah. But one of the best ways honestly, to treat a low glucose reaction would be with glucose tablets. Glucose tablets yes. are very... Uh, they come in a roll like, yes, to, like, they're like very Tums easy. Rollage, yes, yeah. yes, they taste good. They come in different flavors, but they're heat stable. You can keep, them, keep those in your vehicle. I keep them in my glove box. Good, yeah. good. Yeah. Great information today, Brooke. Can you tell our listeners about the classes and some of the things that you guys offer at Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center? Yes, we offer a variety of classes such as uh, insulin pump training, we have diabetes comprehensive classes. And I will tell you, Medicare does cover the cost of diabetes education. A lot of people don't realize that. So if you have Medicare, I would take advantage of this. They will cover uh, 12 hours of education yearly and thereafter two hours of education. Uh, So really take advantage of this. Most commercial insurance uh, will cover a certain percentage, Mm. but uh, you may want to check with your insurance company and just see exactly what they would cover. You know, you've covered so much ground. I can't believe the time has already gone by. Thanks for sharing this information with us. You know, if you could leave our listeners with one word of advice about low blood Mm -hmm. sugar, Mm -hmm. what would that be? Always be prepared. Manage your glucose levels. Check your glucose levels. I would encourage having a continuous glucose monitor, uh, particularly if you're on insulin therapy. And one word of advice, too, about glucose tablets I didn't mention. Three tablets. One's not enough, two's not enough, so it needs to be between three to four. I have a lot of people that say glucose tablets do not work. It's only because they're chewing usually just one or two. So it needs to be three to four glucose tablets at one time. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. got you. Okay. Exactly. Good. For more information about Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center, call 706-278-1622 or visit hamiltonhealth.com diabetes. 
This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System.